Hello, Nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, a weekly movie and video game podcast where we make a new universe our home every week. By joining us today, you are part of the tribe. Make sure to uh, check out the calendar on social and follow along. Joining us this week, we have Eric. This guy practically lives in a clue board. (laughs) Yes, he does. Good reference. Uh, And we also have Brandon. A strange case from the start. A case with a hole in the middle. Mm. A donut. Oh, we'll stop there. Okay. Oh, you're going to go through the whole donut. <laughs> give us a whole Is that line. your best nice. uh, Benoit Blanc accent that you can oh, muster? I, that accent's yeah, weird, though. It is like a foghorn. Like, it is. Very southern drawl. Uh, yeah. There is more evidence to be discovered. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> If you haven't figured it out yet, we are talking about Knives Out, a movie that came out in 2019. When? 2019. Yeah. By Ryan uh, Johnson. Directed and written by Ryan Johnson. Oh, he wrote it? Which, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I just figured there was a good, clever script that he saw and he it, wanted to direct it. Yeah. Makes it even cooler, I think. It's one of those things where, yeah. They, the, the writer is also the director. So I should have known vision. that. Yeah. <laughs> I also just learned yesterday that he directed Looper as well, which is, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, I he did. That, I, that yeah. is on That's my... the first time I heard Discovery. I didn't realize that. It's in my shame pile. We should do that for, we should do that as an episode because I actually really like that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. Nice. All right. Well, before we get too far this week, we got Knives Out. Um, I want to mention the schedule real quick. Um if you'd like to follow along and play with us at home uh, next week, we're going to be watching the Northmen um, week three of November. We're going to be watching Willow, the classic from 1980s um, with oh, a new boy. series coming out. So uh, I can't get wait. A, That'll be get an ourselves refreshed one. on that one. And then end of the month, we're doing a new little spotlight called ask a nomad where we're taking questions, comments, everything from Twitter, Discord, everywhere we can find, giving out advice, any question under the sun, getting into arguments. Yeah, well, we will talk about whatever you guys sent in. Yeah, give us some tier lists or rankings too. Those those could be fun. We'll rank pizzas. We will rank children's toys. We will rank whatever you want. So, um, make sure you get those questions into us, Um, Eric. How can they get in touch with us and uh, send us in any of those questions, comments, tier lists, any of that? Well, Dave, I'm glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) You can reach us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, You can join our Discord at the nomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord. You can email us, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. I also put up a Google form. You can find that in our Discord as well and on our Twitter page. Uh, we've got some submissions there. We've got some submissions just in the Discord channel and on Twitter. So keep them coming. We want as many as possible because we want to make it variety, a variety of questions because I think that would be a really fun episode. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting into some weird, weird shit coming in. So that'll be that'll be a fun one. Um, so before we get into Knives Out, um. I guess it it's got um some fairly good reviews. It's got a, almost an eight on IMDb, um, like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I want you guys because you guys have both seen this, correct? Yep. Pretty recently, okay. actually. I give me uh, just to tease it as we go into the next act. Um, let me hear Eric. Give me a, a Twitter post. Summarize 
summarize your thoughts on the movie in less than 144 characters or whatever the Twitter count is now. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Knives Out is a fun, dark mystery that keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time and makes you want to watch to the very end. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to make something profound. I felt that way too. I guess you mentioned that, but I can't, I couldn't turn it off. Like I was going to do half and half, but I, th- I couldn't. That's, stop. that's the main point I late. wanted to emphasize is that even though I was like, it was like 12 o'clock midnight. I was like, I can't stop watching this movie. I got to finish uh-uh. it. So it's a locomotive going down butter tracks. Brandon, give me give me your give me your breakdown here. Synopsis, if you will. Uh, I'm a little colder on this movie. <laughs> Whoa! Really? Not to say it's a bad movie. I like this movie. Ooh, I can't wait to get into it. Um, it's good. It's fine. I'm just impressed that people fine. like it. That's so that's your much. Twitter uh, post. It's good. It's fine. It, Knife's uh, out. It's uh, good. It's fine. <laughs> I would say no. I would be like. This is a solid whodunit uh, movie that has a great has a great ensemble cast with some really strong performances from its leading characters. But you'll probably walk away from this movie. Oh, character limit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, frustrated with how the mystery was revealed. Oh, so Ooh. it's just kind of like the Last Jedi. So it's all Rain John's movies. Rain Johnson. Rain Johnson. <laughs> Ryan. 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 Yeah. Okay. This will be a more interesting right. conversation than I thought it would be. All right. all right. I'm excited. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a break here as Brandon comes in with his bucket of mediocrity and dumps it all over us. Um, <laughs> let's take a little. Let's take a little break here and let's come right back into some nice. I out. did not say such a thing. I do declare. <laughs> And we are back, Nomads, to discuss the 2019 Ryan Johnson movie, Knives Out. Uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Produced by Johnson. Um, following a massive... It's a murder mystery movie following uh, Benoit Blanc investigating a death of the patriarch of a wealthy family. Um if you haven't seen this movie, we are going to spoil the shit out of it. There's not, we can't really go scene by scene through it because there's a lot of jumping around that happens in the movie. A lot of little, you know, clues that get hap- that happen and then they jump back in time and they, you know, it's all over the place. So once you see it, you kind of understand it. But if you haven't seen it, this will make little to no sense and we will spoil the shit out of say. you. And the best part of this movie is is the mystery and the, the whodunit of everything. So um, I don't know. I think it's one of the better 
murder mystery movies I've seen. I guess murder mystery movies kind of are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's really a lot in this specific genre of movie. Um, I mean, but, Clue uh, is the easy comparison here since we already did it for an earlier episode. But it, uh, it's it very, really very similar. We've never talked about Clue. I'd argue yeah, that dude. We did a whole episode on Clue, dude. Oh, we did. Okay. <laughs> you already so good. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I w- I would argue that is this a murder mystery? I mean, it is, but like it well, shows. Th- there's us a murdery and there's a who mystery. did the murder? That's the beauty of this movie. It changes your expectations like three different times. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it too much, but just the opening scene, I think, is great. It sets the stage. Fran, the housekeeper, goes up. Boom! Thrombi's dead. Throat slit blood pouring out and then you get the title card and i i just love that that intro you know yeah and the the setting of the whole movie is fan like the eccentric billionaire's house um you know it's like even in like clue it's got like secret passages and it's got all sorts of weird shit around the house Mm -hmm. just the 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 setting of the movie is a very key part of the mystery as well um as to like who's going where and how they're getting there and clues that are left behind. Um, but I guess let's kind of, let's get into some thoughts on this. Um, Eric, you liked it. Brandon, you hated it. Why, why is there such a difference? <laughs> why is there such a difference here? I know. I'm jamming, jamming words in there, but. Um, well, I have a question, Brandon. Yeah. You've seen it before. So did you like it more, less, the same on your second viewing? I think less. I think less. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just, just say because it. you already knew. So I watched like, this movie with my wife, you know, like when it came out and we're like, yeah, it was good. I can see why people liked it. It was fun. You know, kind of like the, oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. And they're like, fine, whatever. Um, then when I told her I was going to watch it again, I'm like, do you want to watch it with me? And she's like. Not really. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, like I like rewatching movies um, just because I'm watching it with a very different eye, like mm-hmm. especially for this show. So when I was watching it, I, I just knew, I just saw it so recently. I mean, it just came out in 2019. So to me, it's like, there's nothing that's going to like, sh- I'm, I'm not going to forget anything. And it's too fresh. It's well, I just know who did it. <laughs> So I'm just like, other than that, I, I'm really just appreciating the camera work uh, and the the performances of the cast. And the, to me, the highlight of this movie is actually the cast. And it's not really the, because once you know who did it and kind of figured it out, it's it's just about everybody's acting and stuff like that to me. I and, disagree. Okay. Well, then let's <laughs> let's hear. Well, I agree, with, I agree with your point about the cast. Like the cast is fantastic. You know, a well, let's beautiful run down the cast. list really quick. Um, you got Daniel Craig, you got Chris Evans, Anna D. Armas as the Marta the nurse, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you got Jamie Lee Curtis as one of the kids. You got Michael Shannon as one of the kids. Mm-hmm. Don Johnson, Tony Collette uh, as one of the other kids. Let's see, as Joni. Um, Catherine Langford as her kid. Uh, I don't know. It keeps going. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, man. That's a big name. R.I.P. He just died this year, didn't he? Yeah. Did he really? No. That's right. It's one of the one of the only on screen 
scenes where you see Frank Oz on screen too. Like he's yeah. always either behind the scenes or you know doing doing something else. But dude, the one guy that works security, uh, what the Walsh character Emmett Walsh, that mm-hmm. actor is old and. In the movie, he's old, right? And I'm oh, like, yeah. Where have I seen him before? And I'm like, I know where I've seen that guy. He is the detective or, or like the chief at in um, Blade Runner with Harrison Ford, the the first one. Oh. When he's huh. assigning yep. him the case, he's the guy. He's like, Decker, you, had to be you. You want to know what I know him from? Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> you guys have seen that one? Uh, I think so. The Tim Allen one, but I recognize him yeah. from that. I'm I've like, seen oh, him shit. in things, but he's old as heck in this movie. It's so weird because yeah, I I have seen this movie relatively relatively recently as well. Uh, I think like last year, maybe two years ago, and yeah, my second viewing was completely different because I actually I did forget a lot of the things. Like I knew the big beat that like you know Marta was the one that quote unquote killed him you know which we find out that really she didn't uh but yeah there was a lot of little details that i forgot about and i think that i found joy in my second viewing of kind of rediscovering the mystery and you know rediscovering what i liked about it on the first time that i watched it uh but it's yeah i think the way that it's structured is really really cool and i think that's the obviously the star of the show because like you said they they make you think that it's one thing and then they change it around like a couple different times um which i really appreciated about it but you know i like it a lot yeah it is it is good even if you kind of do know the story i'd forgotten i you know kind of knew what happened and how it happened but like the little the little story beats the little intricacies of the plot that get tied in whether you know it's flashbacks of um uh what's his name ransom ransom as you know the tricks that he pulled and how you know you know you kind of just know him as a dick but at the end you kind of get like all the threads of the whole story kind of come together as benoit blanc kind of puts all the facts together i also love that they they dig into each one of the family members a little bit and they give each of them a reason why, like a motive, you know, not enough maybe to kill Harlan, but like each of them has something that they weren't happy with Harlan about. And they, they make that a point like with Richard, he, you know, Harlan knows that he's cheating on his wife. Um, Joni was, you know, he found out that she was double dipping with the tuition, you know, she was stealing money from him. Walt, his son, he takes away the publishing company from him. So like each of the each of his kids have some sort of reason why they could possibly have a motive for doing it. And that's that's kind of the first I would say there's three acts to this movie. That's kind of the first act is figuring out like who actually committed the murder. Yeah. Setting the stage for all the chess pieces on the board. Exactly. And how they kind of interact with each other. Because, I mean, they're all kind of unlikable in their own ways, too. They're all kind of like spoiled shits. They're all two-faced. They're all... Yeah, exactly. They're all spoiled. They all think that they deserve something when, you know, they really don't. So, there's there's all... There's a reason for you to not like each one of these characters. Which, yeah. I mean, it is super cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of intricate details in here. Like, that, the house kind of... 
um, apparently during shooting is shot via like three different locations and they kind of tie all those into the house together. I couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference until I was looking up like facts of the movie and stuff like that. But like little things like, um, uh, like I guess like the, one of the paintings on the walls, like changes, like after the movie is solved, it's a picture of Harlan and he's got like this hard ass look on his face, but after the murder is solved, like they show the painting again and he's got like a smirk on his face in the painting. Oh, like, just like oh, I didn't little that. weird intricacies. Seems like they paid a lot of good attention to detail and a lot of this stuff, which I think in this kind of movie that's so specific about who was where and who was doing what, like you have to have very specific attention to detail of, you know, what time, like people actors had to change the times on their phone. If they're like, shown in a shot or whatever or they're touched talking randomly like you know a lot of that little stuff wow. which is you know how there's like somebody cozy. on set that their job is to make sure like the forks are pointing the same direction like the water in the cup is the same level you know like could you imagine this person's mm-hmm. job if that's what's going on oh yeah i was thinking about that like oh man you gotta be careful with the game of thrones person that left a starbucks cup in the shot right. like you're fucking fired that's just but... straight up bad that's just a well, mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell they were like editing that show right up until the last minute. Because they did it twice. Mm-hmm. They had a water bottle in the last episode of Game of Thrones. They really? That was lazy fun. Yeah, when like they made, what's his or face, see, like, King of the Nor- uh, King. Like Braveheart has somebody somebody's digital watch in it when they go to raise up their own. Yeah, there's also a truck in the back. There? There's like a <laughs> truck in the back of like a before a battle. They even did that in uh, House of the Dragon when with Viserys' finger. Like they had the little green uh, little rubber glove thing on his finger because he's missing a finger but they just forgot to edit that out <laughs> there's always always mistakes here but yeah uh but yeah back to back to this movie i think it's cool yeah like that through the flashbacks we get to see everybody's different perspective of what happened the night uh, that harlan got murdered and like there are little inconsistencies between each character as well like Someone because everyone's lying, right? Everybody's lying because they don't want their own truth being exposed. Exactly, exactly. Like even though they didn't do it, they still are lying about because they don't want it to seem like that they did have motive to kill Harlan. Because like I said, each one of them had their their own little secret, their own little lie that they were keeping. And it all kind of ties in, I guess. The Marta is kind of like the main figure that we're following throughout the movie because. Um, we find out during it that, you know, she's kind of was the main cause of the death, essentially, or we we think that she is the main cause of the death until we get further into the, you know, the wrap up of the movie. And it's hard to know throughout the movie who's telling the truth, whose motives are actually true, um, who's just in it for themselves. But essentially, everybody's kind of in it for themselves. They're all pretty mm-hmm. self, self-centered and self-absorbed worried about them yeah because we yeah like i said we have act one which is trying like figuring out who actually murdered him act two within 40 minutes we find out like exactly what happened that night with where marta switches the medications or so she thinks and then they have this whole scheme of you know harlan planning on how to get her out of it because her mother is there illegally so if you know she's pinned for the murder they'll deport her and her whole family will be ruined so they come up with this whole plan and then Harlan, you know, slits his own throat. Uh, and that's actually how he dies. Um, but 
And then after that, after we get that kind of the first big reveal, it's the second act is spent with Marta trying to cover up her own tracks of that night, which is cool because we get to, you know, play through that night again from her perspective uh, with the plan in motion with her climbing up the window and all the all the actions that she had to take, putting on the robe and walking down the stairs, pretending she was Harlan so that she has an alibi. Um so all that, I, I like that we saw it from everybody else's perspective. And then we see it from Marta's perspective of kind of what actually happened that night. And then, yeah, she gets a little bit involved with Ransom. And that's kind of where you're, you you don't know who's pulling the strings and who is behind it. Because, you know, you're getting, well, Ransom is sending Ransom notes, which is kind of <laughs> funny. But, um, yeah, he's... He, Chris, uh, Chris Evans plays plays Chris a Evans. good like spoiled shitty nephew grandkid. Just plays a good but asshole in general. It's yeah. weird. Like his makeup was a little bit weird. I don't know what it was, but his face seemed very pale, and he had like very pink lips that like stood out. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was a weird. He looked like a vampire almost. <laughs> like he was know. very pale and white, and then I don't know. Dave's hey, looking at his luscious contrasts. Two weeks. Yeah, too so, strong on your key. In your guys' opinion, like, what is who do you guys think? I guess just generally, who's the the shittiest person in the Thromby family? In the bunch, if you, if you could pick your least, I mean, well, obviously it's Ransom, your least right. favorite. Right. I don't know. Right. Well, like, I mean, you got the one that's the stealing money. You got the one that's the the one guy's just trying to get publishing rights and make his own mark based on his father's work. Um, you got. Joni, who is like a real estate person, which I don't even know why she wants a neighbor dad's money if she's got her own successful real estate business. Like, why does she even give a shit, mm-hmm. really? So, sure. Well, I would say Don Johnson's character, uh, Richard Drysdale, <laughs> is probably the worst because yeah, he's cheating on his wife. Right, and he's an asshole. It's too. Made very clear that general. she's a very cold person. She doesn't. She's like kind of gone about this life where she's like, you're signing a prenup this is not your money. She's made it very clear. And I don't know what's going on with their marriage, but he cheated on her. But he also talks like, you can tell that he's just been living with the rich people and he's just full of opinions. And the way he treats Marta is just very inconsiderate. Very. You know, putting her on the spot and he doesn't see the issues. So I think he's a scumbag all around. Plus he cheats on his wife. Well, you can kind of think he's, you tell they're all assholes because they all say that um, Marta is from, like, at three different points in the movie, they say she's from a different country. Like, nobody nobody even yes. really, like, pays attention. Right, and they keep shit. saying, you're like family to us. You're like family to us. You know, you're like, exactly. I would have had you here. Oh, I would have had you at the funeral. I would have had you there. You're but, like family. <laughs> like, how they, like, multiple people say I, w- I was outvoted, like, to have her at the funeral. Yep. But obviously, Multi- yes. like, they all probably voted her out they're just trying to play I was gonna it. say it that that's what makes i mean that just shows their true character towards the like throughout the entire movie like you said brandon everybody's saying like she's like family everybody loves her and then at the drop of a hat they all turn on her like a fucking pack of <laughs> wild animals as soon as the will is revealed so i would say and i know this movie's popular a lot of people like it that's why it's getting a sequel uh was it called glass onion mm-hmm. something like that green onion mm-hmm. glass onion um which looks really good, but we can we yeah, get into that really later. Yeah, it looks really good, but like, but like, t- 
to me, I feel like <laughs> this movie could have been a two-parter. I think that we didn't spend enough time learning some of the characters in this movie. And I just didn't care about them. I just knew that I didn't like them. And I know that that's the whole point. You're not supposed to like them so you can understand uh, Harlan's decision, you know, and all that stuff. And that, which gets unraveled throughout the movie, which I get. And it's done very well. I just think that there was opportunity for me to care about some of the internal struggle. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's character is a bitch. And she's mean to Marta instantly, right? Uh, and I, I think, but she also loved her dad. And she was trying to figure out, like, the mystery. Like, there was a uh, like a relationship that he had with his daughter that I don't think was explored enough. And so when she does find out about how her husband, Richard, has been cheating on her through her father's words, through the, you know, the, the cool little mystery that she uses with the, the lighter and stuff like that, but... I still didn't care about, I didn't feel too bad about her though. Cause like, she's not a likable character and I feel they could have made this movie longer <laughs> and made it into two parts and have a really cool cliffhanger at the end of this first movie. And you let spend more time with some of these characters. Yeah. Make me really care about Meg. Like Meg is there and Meg had a lot of opportunity to be somebody that she trusts, but also is like, yo, uh, my mom is broke and I need money for college. So, and then she just hangs up before she hears, like, Marta, like, reply. Like, so she's selfish, too. She was under pressure by the family to make that call, though. They're just trying to get, they're just trying to see if she's yeah, going to give the money right. back. They used, yeah, they used her because she knew that Marta trusted right. her. Yeah. But I also think that the, but, uh, the story just used her. Like, there was not much of no. her in the story other than, like, a couple lines that she says where she's genuinely care- concerned about Marta. But she's uh-huh. the one that, she's got the weed yeah. hidden in the spot, and that's kind of, they use that setup for later in the movie. There, but I didn't look, but there could be a director's cut or one coming where he has it longer, because I don't see why this can't be longer. Oh. I mean, you could tell he... I definitely I wouldn't be too... I definitely longer. wouldn't do two parts, because you don't need to, like, you don't want to know more about these people. They're horrible not horrible people, but they're not good people. Like that's the more, you know, about them, you're just going to reiterate that they're just not good Mm -hmm. people really essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think they spent enough time with each character, uh, to kind of flesh out their motivations. And again, like you said, they use them as a device for the will reveal, you know, and Mm -hmm. her, everybody turning on Marta, um, but I think, yeah, uh, Marta, I think the the interactions between Marta and Benoit Blanc were kind of the, the highlights of this movie and kind of the focus, especially <laughs> with Blanc, like every scene with him. He's Daniel he, Craig. Did, he, the he accent is something. Yeah, he's good. But he ate up the fucking What do you think of man? his intro? <laughs> like when he's sitting in the in the in the not in the dark, but just behind not fo- in the phone. I love the piano key. Just dink, what was that dink, for? Every now and then. Is that just like the next? Like, it's not relevant. He doesn't need to hear that stuff. They're just talking about themselves at that point. And and he's like, to like, right, to distract them, to like, and probably also to get them to ask, like, eventually they're like, who the the fuck is that guy? So he gets to to make his new intro, yeah. (laughs) She could have stuck around for the cake. I think Linda was upset. Hmm. But Harlan understood. Right. Um, you two showed up to the party around the same time. If I could pause, because I just 
who is that guy? And why are we doing all this again? This is just some follow-up <laughs> questions. Um, we're attempting to be thorough so we can figure out the manner of death. So by manner of death, you mean if someone... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Benoit Blanc, kind of the whole thing. And he's, I mean, obviously playing a large part in the new movie. Looks like I think he might be the only carryover character in it. Yeah, I think that's the point. He's is like, like a, he's another. investigating yeah. a new case. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, potentially would make like a Sherlock Holmes or something like that. Who, who doesn't like a very mm-hmm. charming, witty, clever, classy guy solving crimes? Because like this is like a glorified murder she wrote episode. It's a honestly. gentleman it's detective. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I think something is afoot. <laughs> like that, that southern accent that he's got on him too. It when I first saw this movie, that kind of threw me off because I'd never heard that voice come out of Daniel Craig. But after like on this, yeah, he's a he's on this a British version guy. of the movie, like, <laughs> you don't expect him to have a foreign well, like he's horn known accent. as James Bond to pretty much everybody. Like that's what he's known for. He's James Bond, you know, very British mm-hmm. character. And, then he comes out talking like that. <laughs> At first, like I, when I first saw this movie the first time, I was like, it was completely silly. But as the movie goes on, you get used to it, and it starts to become a little mm-hmm. bit endearing, you know. And I'm like, okay, I I can see it. And the second time, I'm like, oh yeah, forgot about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about this <laughs> accent. So the other character that I think kind of fit fantastically in this movie was Marta, played by Anna Darmus. Um, because she's stunning to look at. Well, she's it's so adorable. Yes, but she's also <laughs> got like this innocent look to her where like and you know that she can't lie because she has the puke reflex where, you know, if she does lie, she blows chunks. So, uh <laughs> just like her like she is the only like genuine and actual nice person. She's like the guiding moral compass of this movie essentially where um she's not asking for money, she's not asking for anything really she just wants to take care of this old guy and take care of her mom and she's got like nothing but the best intentions and she's thrown in with this like wicked like horrible self-centered family kind of. i know which is what i liked about richard like not liked about him but like when you would talked about like who i didn't really care for because he would say things like um at the party where he was saying you know illegal like illegals because her, her mom and her sister are not <laughs> yeah. they're illegal citizens and mm-hmm. she doesn't want that to be discovered and so the richard character's talking about that it's like i don't have problems with people coming into this country but you have to do it the right way the legal way and stuff like that like you have to do like this and stuff like that and you know that he's a mooch Joni's a mooch there's a mooches in this family right like everybody's mooch enough of harlan you know and it's just like mm-hmm. you guys have no right, honestly. Meanwhile, this this woman right here is just a genuinely nice person. She's a nurse, and she's trying to take care of Harlan. And she has the best. I mean, she's apparently like a legal citizen, but still, she's looking out for her mom and her sister. And I I think that's that's what's funny about like the comments that are coming out of the family, the children. It's just so rude and insensitive. And then this, like you said, like she's a very innocent, pure person. That that scene that you just mentioned too, like they show it earlier in the movie where they're talking to like, you know, she's like family and they show him like waving her over like, hey, come join us. And then later in the movie, you get to that same scene and you find out that they're talking about illegal immigrants and he's just pulling her over there mm-hmm. just to like kind of make a point using her as right. Conf- confirm what he's yeah, so trying to like say. Yeah. So it kind of put, turns, takes that, like we're all family and kind of turns it on its other side where like, Oh, this guy's just a fucking asshole. And he's just using her as an example. Um, 
talking about illegal mm-hmm. immigrants. That was, that was yep. kind of a funny one, two of the scene. Yeah. I think that that's, yeah, that's what they're trying to say with this whole movie is the, uh, the difference there between, you know, Marta and everybody in the family, you know, Marta's this selfless, hardworking, good hearted person who, you know, came up from nothing. She just kind of came into this country and had to build everything up from herself. And then everybody in the family is just kind of, like you said, mooching off Harlan and getting everybody handed everything handed to them, you know, silver spoon in their mouths. And they're just expecting they're expecting just because they're Harlan's kids. They're expecting to get the, the money, all of his money. Marta's the friend. Like that was all thing. Like, Mm -hmm. he's like, I was really just his friend. Like, yeah, I was his nurse, but I was like his friend. And we see that. And yep. like where nobody else had that relationship really with him. It sounded like Ransom did. And Harlan but... sees that too. Harlan sees that his kids are fucking greedy bastards and oh, he doesn't yeah, want to yeah, give yeah. them a cent. Nearly. Um, Harlan's nurse, she was at the party in a professional capacity. Marta? I guess. Harlan hired her to be around to take care of whatever medical needs popped up. But really, she's like part of the family. Good kid. Been a good friend to Harlan. Family's from Paraguay. Linda really likes her work ethic. Immigrants, we get the job done. I, from Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton. <laughs> and she, it's weird because her, uh, her view of the entire family is kind of, she's got, she knows stuff about everybody that not everybody knows about each other because of her time with Harlan. Where, you know, Mm -hmm. she knows about the stealing money. She knows about the husband cheating on Joni. She knows about, you know, all these dirty little secrets that are going on. And she's just kind of quiet and kind of just goes about her business and gives like a, an honest, she's, you know, Harlan's honest, uh, moral friend. That's just kind of given good advice. So what's the connection with the Mm game, the go game? Is it called go? Yes. What's mm-hmm. the significance there? Like, what was the whole point of her being r- good at it um, and better than Ransom? Because Ransom thought that he had this special relationship with Harlan in the fact that they shared that go thing, you know, because like at one point, Ransom was the only one that could beat Harlan at go. But. You know, now that because they make it a point to say like that meant something to him, you know, when they're talking about the go situation. Um, But I think that just solidifies the fact that of why Harlan decided that he wasn't going to give anything to Ransom. You know, he just didn't mean as much to him as he thought he did. And I think that really pissed Ransom off. And that's (laughs) kind of puts like a dot on the eye of why he wanted to kind of ruin Marta and you know that yeah kind of gave him well we find out later that you know that the fight that Ransom and Harlan have at the party he kind of Harlan kind of just tells him like yeah everybody's getting cut out of the will and I'm giving all my money to Marta mm-hmm. and that's that's all everybody? that he needed well the, everybody the four of them technically what about great Nana great Nana well, Nana's not getting anything either no, in in the will, he wrote everything, all his assets yeah. go to Marta. I was like, why, why, did, why did his mom? <laughs> I like how nobody knows how old she is. Well, she was, I mean, she's like a fucking 100 and 
over a hundred yeah. years old. She's not gonna do anything with it. Does she? Does she? Does like, she live yeah. in the estate? Does she live there? She live in, probably not. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. They never really. Her she's around. kind of like a mystery. Yeah. And the yeah. actress that she's just the actress just that there. played uh, Nana is actually younger than Harlan. Harlan is technically older than the actors that played. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's some got some good makeup on her. She was a she was a funny character though. She's just kind of like the the quiet observer that is like mm-hmm. blind and deaf and kind of knows, knows watching what's everything. Going on, so this well, that actress was born in 1936. Holy shit! Oh my goodness! Damn. I kind of want to learn how to play Go. Apparently, it's one of the oldest board games in the world. So, huh? Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Go is considered a uh, martial training art and was part of training of warriors in Japan, China, and Korea. So, it's an old one, which kind of just looked like Othello <laughs> to me. So, I, I'm not too sure how that works, but. Mm-hmm. So. I guess, yeah, we've been beating around the plot a little bit. Um, do you guys have like a favorite part of the movie specifically? I think <clears throat> probably my favorite part is just the when Benoit Blanc is going through everything at the end. Like just that. Oh, it is the most satisfying. Know, the climax there when he's just explaining everything like and revealing everything that Ransom did. And he's just going, I love there was a similar scene with. Uh, Tim Curry in Clue. Yes. It reminded me yeah. of that a lot when he's going through everything and like, you know, this is how you did this and all this stuff. And like that, that was my favorite scene in that movie. And that was my favorite scene in this movie. Well, as it's, well. Like, it's the big payoff. Like, you know, you spend the whole movie kind of guessing mm-hmm. and thinking to yourself like, well, if this person was here, then how did they do that? And blah, 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 blah. And that, that's the, the big money shot at the end of the movie. You return careful to avoid the gate security camera range. Then on foot up towards the house. You sneak in up the trellis so as not to be seen by the rest of the family who are still having their party downstairs. What you need to do will take moments, but it is essential that you are alone and undetected. You knew what medications Harlan took. You knew what Marta would be injecting him with that night. And you know, if Marta was responsible his death, even unintentionally. The Slayer rule would nullify the change will and you would get your share back. You use the syringes in the kit to switch the liquids and the two medication vials. And as a final precaution, you took the naloxone, the life-saving antidote. No, 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 that's impossible. It is the truth. Hand me that vial of morphine. I'll show you. I am a big fan of the characters meeting uh, Blanc for the first time. I just like them being put on spot and then them being interrogated. I think uh, like when people have to lie and he asks the question, they're like, yeah, no, yeah, we just, we just, we just talk. Mm-hmm. You just, you, know, you, just <laughs> you get the, yeah, it. you get the flashback of what really happened and then their answer to. Yeah. yeah. So I think the acting it's out good. of the actors, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, like the best part is just the performances because it has to be, because everybody has to lie in this movie. So everybody's putting their poker face on and some of them are pretty good at it. And the other ones are horrible at it. But I think that's because they have mm-hmm. to, like they have to act like, Hey, you're really bad at 
covering up that you're telling the truth. And you, you know, just acted out that so we don't know that you're lying and stuff like that. But um, it, with even Marta, where like she has to hold it as long as she can until she throws up all over. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, you know, pukes into a cup and tries to hide it or whatever. But and it's funny after that scene where they're all getting interviewed, you essentially get Benoit outside kind of smoking a cigar and he kind of explains to Marta like he already knows that everybody's lying to him like just based off of that first mm-hmm. initial interview like he can tell exactly that people aren't telling the truth that everybody's lying to him that they're all kind of covering something up I do declare that there is a mystery afoot haha uh-huh. yeah I I also liked I also liked the moment when everybody turned on Marta, because that's you know how it's called mm-hmm. knives out. So when Marta gets everything, there's a moment where like the lawyer's reading everything off. It's going to Marta, and then like, all right, well, like something about like the house or something like that from Linda's character. Yeah, she was like, "This is still our house." And then she and sta- she's like, staying there, but then the lawyer's like, "Well, yeah, then they look and like, well, what is it?" Out, out, right now. No, Richard, we need to talk. We need to. To fight this thing, we're not going anywhere. I said get out! We are the thrombies, goddammit! This is still our house! Hmm? Oh, sorry. Uh, likewise, the house at Two Dearborn Drive and all belongings and then, therein, yeah, so I leave Marta to is Also, getting in the house, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, "That little bitch." <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, see, you wouldn't if that was family. You wouldn't their... have said that. So this is where everybody's revealing the true colors, and she did it real quick. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, well, everybody jumps to the assumption that like she was had to be like banging him or doing something to convince him to have put her, you know, given everything to her, but really she was just a good friend to him. And you guys... Right before the will scene, out of the house. You see the, yeah. the family talking mm-hmm. in, like, the side room before they read the will. And they're, they're, like, coming... They're going to fists with each other over, like, well, your son's a scumbag. Well, your son's a Nazi right-wing troll. And, like, you know, they're all just, like, digging at each other. Just... And... And right before they read the will, they were like telling Marta, like, oh, your family, we're going to take care of you. Like when they thought they were getting the money, you're like, oh, we'll, we'll take care of you. Don't worry. But then uh, they turn on her yeah, pretty darn quick. It's, uh, yeah, As there's a lot of those good scenes in there. I like the one the one scene where Walt shows up outside of uh, Marta's house. It's got he's got a oh, real yeah. he's got a real creepiness to him, Walt, where he's got like the cane mm-hmm. and you can tell that. I don't know. There's, there's, he's not all together there. He's got a crazy ass kid and his wife. I don't know. His wife doesn't really have many lines in there. She's just kind of along for the ride, I think. But, um, he's creepy, but you know, he's, he's not going to actually do anything. I don't know. You know? That scene, he, like, he you could, you could tell that he's, he's intimidating her and he's trying to kind of get her to renounce, or renounce the, the money. But you don't know mm-hmm. what's, you know, he's got some, he, he's got some, yeah, real creepiness. Sorry, go ahead. No, he gives her the idea, though, because it's like, well, my ass, like, what I own versus what you own right. will expose your dilemma over there. She's like, well, hold on a second, though, but you, Harley gave up, like, took that away from you and gave it to me, so I'll just use it to. So they're my <laughs> lawyers, right? Yeah. 
yeah. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, he good. he's a bit disheveled. Cause that's a handsome actor. I've seen him in movies and stuff like that, and they make him look like a bookworm. You know, but the, it's it's also yeah. I think the cane the cane sells it with a, his little sweater yeah, too. You, he's it's more of a sad story though because Harlan talks about his son the night before he dies, where he's saying like maybe I should have had him go and write his own books instead of being like the caretaker of my stories or something like that. So he's just like this abandoned person where like they, he set him up to do something with a career with this stuff, but he just got focused on preserving his father's work and wanting. To, and that being really good, I guess, at business, but he never really pursued his own stuff, you know. We also set up Joni. He said he gave her like a million dollars to start her own business, essentially. Um, and ends up turning that into her own thing. <clears throat> and then I think the other daughter was it Joni? Not Joni. Sorry, I'm getting all these characters mixed up in my head. Yes, it is Joni, the hippie chick with the daughter. Um, she married into the family, and then the husband died. Yeah, and that's kind of, the, of how she. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of his children actually is passed by the time this starts. Yes, she still hangs around because she's married to the family and yeah, loaded. So you know. why wouldn't she? But she's right. double dipping, though. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, like, seems like one of those real fake social media people, and you know, fake uh, hippie guru kind of people, but. Yeah, essentially just burning she's through great. money. But that's a great actress. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the one scene where she's like dancing and trying to like pull, uh, she's trying to pull. Linda oh my up, god! Jamie she's just like pulling they don't her want anything arm back. To do with her. Like yeah, like they can't yeah, stand dude. her. She tries like twice. Mm-hmm. So, like come dance with me. She's like no, <laughs> not interested at all. Not like there's yeah. just no relationship. You remain close to the throne. Oh, they're my family. <laughs> feel simultaneously freed by and supported by them. It's that balance of opposites that's the nugget of flam. Sorry, the nugget of flam. Oh, yeah, flam. Jamie Lee Curtis is like her cold, like business bitch face facade that she's got going Mm -hmm, on in this whole movie is is top notch. It's fantastic. They all got a, a, a serving of tough love but it's some form of love like he must i mean they are his children i think he just it's like they're they this is the only way they're gonna become the people they're supposed to be and it's for me not giving them the silver spoon anymore i have to take everything away from them for them to to be better Mm -hmm. people because right now you're not good you're taking advantage of me and they're bringing like when you look at marta brings things in perspective and he's like this is a really yeah, she doesn't good ask person. for anything this is a person who she deserves this money does her job and is just a good friend to harlan <clears throat> which is what saves her from being in you know uh convicted of being the murderer or even if it was accidental um all that stuff because she was such a good person that she she knew by right she was good at like her weight she was good at her job yeah she just knew like what holding she was them without look even though the the labels were swapped Yep. Which I thought was a really cool idea. Like, I thought that was, I didn't see that coming. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's executed very well, The whole that part right there. Because, like, that is a good way to show that somebody is a good person. Because, like, I watched that scene the second time we watched this, like, that, that scene in the beginning of the movie, how she is getting out 
the medicine and she's not looking at anything. She's just, but she just knows where she everything is. She just knows, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's done really well. So it pays off that when you think she's, she accidentally killed Harlan, um, and, and Blanca's like, no, you actually didn't. He killed himself. He was never going to die. You didn't even look at the labels. Even though this guy tried to have that happen, you didn't mm-hmm. even do it because you don't have to look at it because you're with him all the time taking care of this guy and hanging out with him. So you've done it so many times so many times and nobody else did. Well, I mean, you're his nurse, but still that you just knew without looking. And I thought that was a really nice touch. Cause I, I was like, yeah, that's, that is a good person. Like that is like, that's evidence that he needed. And that's all he needed was the evidence. Obviously the, the blood on her shoe, mm-hmm. you know, which is a good spot. Like it's literally just a drop of blood, which yeah, it's a great spot. But we, we've talked a lot about like a lot of the, the side dressing in this movie, like everybody, the shitty kids technically, but they essentially, when you boil it down, like they don't have anything to do. They're just, uh, I don't know. They're kind of almost distractions as to what the real murder mystery is and who the real villain is in this movie. Um, yeah, everything kind of comes together. Chris Evans in the third as act. ransom, which he is uh, Linda, Ransom? Linda, and Richard's kid. Uh, you again, <laughs> Hugh, as he uh, makes the help Hugh. call him, dude. Hugh I thought it. that was another cool thing. Um, yeah, like when so you have another character we haven't really talked about, but there's a caretaker, uh, our housekeeper, Fran. 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 Yeah, she plays. She you don't see her, but she does play an like two important roles in the plot. Yes. And one of them leads to her kind of knowing about Ransom's uh, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to expose him, uh, he kills her. Well, he tries to kill her by giving her an overdose of morphine. He does. So he does eventually kill her, but yeah. But um, but as she's slowly dying, uh, Marta does like escape from uh, Blunt for a little bit. And who's singing in the car, which I thought was funny. <laughs> that but was a good scene. She uh, she finds Fran and Fran is like dying there. And she says, she's really trying to talk to her before she dies. And she says, you did this, you know, and I'm like, or so you think. And I forgot. And I'm actually, so the second I actually, this is actually pretty cool. So I was like watching, I'm like, why does she think that Marta did? It? I couldn't remember why, mm-hmm. but that I forget that Ransom's real name is Hugh. And, and, she was saying, and, he's, and he's such an this. asshole that he forces the uh, help to call him Hugh instead of Ransom. Right. So like that's right. She she calls him Hugh. She should she should have just called him Ransom so that Martin knew. But she went with Hugh. But I think that's pretty well because that's what he, she was the help. So that's what she had to call him. So yeah, but, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. And they they only drop that as like a one liner like early in the episode where. There are a couple of those spots where they just drop a hint early in the movie and then it comes back yeah. around later in the movie. Like um, Harlan mentioning before he dies about how I forget why he was t- saying it, but he grabs the knife and he mentions like, you know, fucking kids can't even tell the difference between like a prop knife and a real knife or something like that. And that ends up coming up later. And, you know, there's a lot oh, of those. Dude. There's a lot yeah. of those callbacks that seem like throwaway lines earlier in the yeah. movie, but they play a significant role later in the movie, which um, is really interesting because, you know, on second, I know this is my second time watching this too. Um, 
I didn't I didn't remember a lot of those little things, but when Benoit's putting it all together at the end, it all, you know, it, it makes a bigger impact, I guess, there. Mm-hmm. But really, yeah, Ransom and his plot to frame Marta, he basically knows that everybody's getting cut out of the will, that he's getting cut out of the will out of however many. Is it millions or billions? Is it 60 million? I think it's it's a lot of millions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot. Yeah. You can tell. He knows he's getting cut out. Very successful. He comes up with a plot to frame, essentially have Marta framed for the murder. I don't know how he would know about well, the, the skeleton. What do they call it? The skeleton clause or this or I forget what it is. For, yeah. I forget what it is as well. But yeah, the basically the clause and the will to say, like, if you kill the uh, will holder writer then you basically you can't claim claim it i love that they're calling it like you're googling these things like you don't know what these are <laughs> yeah they're calling it out like, joni's like oh, i just just google this and <laughs> yeah dude, i thought that was funny there's some things that they do in this movie that's like very believable like yeah that's what you would do so i i like moments like that i thought it was funny. i did it was interesting though with ransom's whole art because his original plan obviously was to switch the labels and then that's how uh whatchamacallit, Harlan died, but obviously that plan didn't really work out for him, so he had to come up with his second plan of pretending to help Marta and then trying to frame her for Fran's murder. This is cool. And again. And he's an author, and he does murder mysteries, right? That's his thing. Mm-hmm. So when this happened, I love that he, like, when she was like, oh, shit, like, Harlan, I fucked up your medicine. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you could die in 10 minutes, so I need to find, like, the cure, basically. And he's like, all right, well, you know, we've been talking for, like, two minutes, and it's going to take another minute till, uh, you know. The way he's, like, talking about it, he's, and he actually does pull out his pen and pencil and uh, paper, and he starts, like, writing something Yeah, he's like, this is an idea for a story. <laughs> and it, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of, I don't know, interesting that that was happening within the movie. So I thought, that, oh, this is a really nice touch. That's pretty cool. But uh, when he does, when she can't find the cure, when she starts freaking out, she's like, you're going to die. Let me call the ambulance. He's like, nope. He's like, I've got an idea. And he's like, I'm going to die. I've already kind of done, I've already closed a big chapter in my life with my kids. They just got to go become what they are. And it has nothing to do with me. I can't give them the silver spoon anymore. So I'm going to protect you because he's already know, he already knows in his will that he's given it to her anyways. So this is how he's going to protect the only person he really cares about at this point. And it instantly comes up with this elaborate plan, which was mm-hmm. pretty, it was pretty fun to see it played out too. Like that, that was, that was pretty because fun. he but is that's a, cool that his, his mind works that way. He's a murder mystery novelist. So he kind of knows, yeah. like he knows the wheels to turn and where, how to make it's sure like his that greatest uh, send off. Yeah. Is right. This, exactly. He says something about going out with a with a bang or something like that. Let's too. not call it that right now, okay? Exact words are, Three milligrams. Oh, that's much less. So what happens? I'm gonna give you an emergency shot of naloxone so you don't die in ten minutes. Oh well, no pressure. <laughs> you, you know, this is an interesting and efficient method of murder. I, I need to write this down. <laughs> so if someone switched the meds on purpose, I'd be dead in ten minutes. Like stone cold dead? Yes, your full symptoms in five sweats, disorientation, and then, yes, that big dose injected. Yeah, the, the twist of uh, 
the medicine switching by ransom and then you know fran seeing it and then him going back during the funeral to switch it back essentially um and that kind of <coughs> that whole play out um where ransom goes to meet fran and then ends up overdosing her and then forwarding the letter that fran gave to him to marta essentially that's where it gets kind of confusing for me is like those there's a lot of wires being crossed and like you know he's using fran's work against him against marta he's kind of like moving it down the chain where fran knows it's him but he knows that it's marta so he's just trying to push it further down the line and use that to his own benefit which it's a bit confusing, especially the first mm-hmm. time, and even the second time. But he it basically comes up to him being an opportunist. Yeah, he's just really quick, and it, he, he's taken after Harlan. Like he, he is some, even though he doesn't have a real job, you can tell he's not a dummy, and he's just doing it for evil instead of good. Well, like a con artist almost. He's, I'm sure he's sc- yeah. scamming multiple people all the time. One of my favorite scenes with oh, him yeah. was the. <laughs> When they escape after the will reading and they're in the restaurant and he's giving her some food. You look like you haven't eaten all day and he's being nice. He's being weirdly nice to Marta. Too nice. He's like, oh, three things. One, you know, I know <laughs> I know that um, Harlan didn't commit suicide. Two, I know you can't lie. And three, I know you just ate a big plate of beans and bacon or whatever like that. And he, he ordered, you can see him in the beginning of the scene order an extra bowl to go with the meal or whatever, which is, you know, kind of a, you know, a weird thing to do. But then as he slides the bowl in front of her, she's got to kind of, you know, spill her guts literatively and not figuratively technically. Cool. I don't know. There's, there's so much to unpack here. Like, um, I guess kind of once you see the movie, you're kind of, you kind of know the ins and outs. Um, I guess us us rehashing a lot of the stuff isn't going to really really pay off for anybody. But is there anything <laughs> other cool in the anything other cool scenes in the movie or like small things that you guys noticed? Favorite parts, like the soundtrack I, of this movie was really good. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, the visuals, like Brandon said, the cinematography and everything shot really really well. But <laughs> I like like the final final scene where Marta is up on the little balcony and she's, you know, looking down on the entire family because mm-hmm. she doesn't renounce the will. She keeps it. So it's her house and that coffee cup that she had for or that. Well, that was shown in the first scene. Very Fran first again, scene. It's another one of those callbacks. But it was the coffee cup that said my house, my rules, my coffee. Mm-hmm. And she was drinking out of that cup. And that was just like the, you know the stamp at the end of the movie, like this shit's mine now and I'm going to do what I want with it. It was a great little tie in because that's like one of the first things you see in the movie. Like you see the house and you see breakfast getting made. And that's like the first, I don't know, like thing. I don't know. It's one of Harlan's like, I don't know. Eccentric things is that mug or whatever. And that's one of the last things you see in the movie also, which is a nice little, uh, double entendre where they, Mm-hmm. They bring it back and reuse it. It's one of those movies where if you if you like these kind of movies where the first half hour there's just throwing shit at you and you don't know the significance of like that object or that scene or whatever. But if you do notice it, it will be paid off. Every there's no wasted scene 
in this movie. And uh, a lot of movies do this, you know, they'll they'll show you something or have a line or something like that only to be paid off later. This movie is full of it. Um, and you can tell that Ryan Johnson had the idea, had complete creative control from beginning to end. So I think that's why a lot of people like this movie is just because it's it's a tight package with a bow on it. It's mm-hmm. honestly, if you look at who done it, it's a it's a great example. There's no bad acting in there. There's no dumb scene. Uh, it's a drama, but it's, it's quick. It's witty. It's fun. Yeah. It's there's got... some funny moments in there too. Like there's some comedy thrown in there, which yeah. makes it even better. So I think that's, I think that's why people like this. So it's, it's a great film. I, I just, I don't, I personally just, it was too fresh for you. I think cause it might've been too fresh, but even the first time I saw it and I'm like, it's good, but I don't know. I thought I thought it wouldn't be yeah, as impactful. Like I, I thought it was one of those movies. Like once you once you've seen it, you've seen it. You don't need to watch it again. But I think it helped that I did forget a lot of things that happened because I was able to come in it with into it a little bit more fresh. Like I knew the main beats, but there were some little details that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that that's how that happened. Kinda, yeah, catch those catch those little things. So, um. Cool. Yeah, I think we kind of got a, got a good beat in here. Um, there's not really a terrible amount that we can spoil or say about it. So no, but there's a new movie coming out. Yeah, which and I know it has another big cast uh, in it. Let me, uh, and let I me think that's what's fun about these movies. And I, I hope it's a franchise where he's just going to meet these, like put him on a carnival cruise or something like that, and he's just was... surrounded by a bunch of actors, like big actors, and just let's just have fun with these whodunits. Like, Netflix you know. is actually signed on for two sequels. Two. So there's, there's, yeah, there's the Glass Onion, which comes out on Netflix on December twenty third, twenty twenty two, and then there's like an another one, an unannounced one. That so they've already signed on for two more movies. Okay. So we've Very got cool. we've got some bangers just to kind of call out some of because I've seen the trailer and the trailer look it makes the movie look oh who, yeah who's in just it? as good Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. You have Edward Norton. <laughs> You have Kate Hudson, you have Dave Batista, Jan- yeah. Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom, Jessica Henwick. Uh, I believe yep. I saw. Yep, Hugh Grant, Ethan Hawke. Sweet. You got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You got what? Serena Williams. I thought I saw Damn. a. Uh... No, it wasn't Matthew Perry. It was Ed Norton. Ed, Ed Norton's looking. Looking a little tighter these days. I love any any movie with Ed Norton, and it's fucking great. So, oh, Birdman, dude, he's fantastic in Birdman. Come check us. Come check our schedule out in uh, December when we uh, review yeah. Birdman. So nice. All right. Well, um, let's put a little bow on this and wrap this act two up. Um, I believe this is a I do case closed. <laughs> I do declare <laughs> it is a donut I do hole. Declare and dibbly do so, sir. It's a donut. Inside of a donut is a donut, and this episode <laughs> is the donut hole. Dude, what's with fucking donuts, man? That was also a big deal in uh. Oh no, that was a bagel. It <laughs> was a bagel. Everything, everything everywhere. everywhere. All <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put everything no. in a bagel. That is true. Same concept, empty in the middle. Yep. All right. Enough chitter chatter. Let's wrap this up. Uh, when we come back in Act Three, we're gonna play a little guessing game and see if you guys can figure out the riddle at the center of this donut. Right after <laughs> this.
Hello, Nomads. We are back for Act 3 for a return game called Riddle Me This, where we will go through... Oh, we'll do we'll do best of seven. I'll ask seven questions. We'll go back and forth. Um, I may even give you guys a chance to steal just so we can get this one over with quickly. Um, first to three will win, and then we will call it an evening. Um, I am thinking of a number between one and a hundred this time. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm switching it up. I'm going crazy. Uh, Eric, you are first. You're choking on your water. What number did I guess? Uh, 69. Brandon? A 68. Come on. <laughs> hey, dude. Oh. Last time. He cut you off. I chose 67. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Damn. I think we've been hanging out for too long because I think we know each other almost too well. <laughs> All right. I have a, a dice randomizer over here. I'm going to roll you a die, Brandon. Well, thank and you. We are going to choose your question. Um, insert fake dice roll here. Uh, you rolled a 44. All right, are you ready? Sure. Put your thinking cap on, because riddle me this. Oh, wait. Do on. not. Are there steals in this game? We'll do steals, sure. All right, all right. Just so we can make sure we got it. So don't don't go throwing out answers okay, or anything okay. like that. What's the point of us go, taking turns, then, if we can just, like, first one to guess it? <laughs> well, you get the first chance. Oh. Oh, so, I got you. Okay. Thinking caps. <laughs> Uh, all right. Question number 44. You do not want to have it, but when you do have it, you do not want to lose it. What is it? And these are brought to you by parade.com, a known house mother magazine, house mother, <laughs> house mother, housewife magazine, that Probably aren't the greatest riddles, but we'll see. Oh, wonderful. You do not want to have it, but when you do have it, you do not want to lose it. What is it? Do not want to have it. Huh, that's a good one. Um, And these aren't like old riddles. Don't think of like, it is a mountaintop or something. Some weird shit that they'd say in Lord of the Rings. These are like actual like, you know, riddle riddles. Don't want to have it, but when you do have it, you don't want to lose it. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> a cold. <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible. You you want to lose a cold? Yeah, I don't know. I said that. Eric, to steal. Don't you don't want to have it, but when you have it, you don't want to lose it. Uh, you wait. You don't want to have it. You, I don't fucking know. He doesn't have it. That's Ice fine. cream. I don't know. Ice cream. <laughs> no. The answer is a lawsuit. Oh, you don't want to lose but it. But when you do have oh, okay. it, you don't want to lose it. Okay. Okay. I see. Which is it's a, it's a toughie. That one's kind of you got to be thinking to pull that one. That, pull that yeah. one out of midair. All right, Eric, outside the box. rolling a dice for you, and you got a 54. Okay. 
I'll see how this goes. <laughs> oh, God. A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most? What? A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most? Timepiece. I feel like timepiece is the key word here. No. Which sundial is just most? like a, a circle with a triangle on it. I know that's what a sundial a, is. Yeah, that's a timepiece. Want to buy a sundial? What timepiece has the most? This is going to be something stupid, I know it. They all are something stupid. I won't say, I wouldn't say it's something stupid. I'm just saying you have to think. (laughs) (laughs) What would Benoit Blanc say about this one? You just have to think. Uh, A sundial, I do declare, has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most? I don't fucking know. Of uh, well, think of all the timepieces. Well, I it's not gonna be them. that easy. A watch, like that's not gonna be a watch. You know. Hey, choose your own. Death, it's gonna man. be like history, the history what, what of the world, or something. These are know. brain teasers too. They aren't brain teasers like you're solving a murder mystery that's kind of why i went with this theme again i'll just say a watch then i don't i don't know a watch is incorrect brandon do you have a guess (laughs) oh man um say it one more time please (laughs) a sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece which has the most the universe (laughs) <laughs> that is Ian Cole react. Although I do see that riddly, riddly. Well, that's why I was saying like it's going to be something like the history of time or something. Right. The correct answer is an hourglass. Oh fuck! Thousands off. of grains of sand. That's good. That's good. Kapuya. All right, that's two down and no answers as of yet. Brandon, let's God. roll you a dice. Uh, you got the number 100, huh? That doesn't sure. seem very random. What the fuck do these numbers mean to me? They're just riddle. They're just questions. <laughs> well, I say I, when somebody gets one, we end the game. It's just, it's completely random. I have a hundred riddles or brain teasers in front of me. So I'm making, I'm randomizing what Bring it questions on. you are getting it. All right. Number 100. If you drop me, I'm sure to crack. But give me a smile, and I'll always smile back. What am I? I like it because it rhymes. That's that's a good good riddle slash brain teaser. If you drop me, I will crack. If you drop me, I'm sure to crack. But if you but give me a smile, and I'll always smile back. A mirror. That is correct. I knew it. Brandon. I was getting ready to steal because I that one I actually knew. That's a good one right there. Oh, you know that one, Eric? Oh, that's good. I I, that yeah, one. I was I was getting ready. I, I was to thinking steal. like an egg, but I'm like, what's the smile part? 
There you go. See? This isn't quite a silly game. All right. Three questions down. We got a Brandon in the lead with number one. Eric, you rolled a 19. Ooh, not 19. Oh boy, <laughs> not 19. What can be swallowed but can also swallow you? Swallow me. What can be swallowed be a... but can also swallow you? I mean, you could swallow a lot of things. Um I'm thinking like water, you know, cause like you, you could drown and swallow you up. Um, quicksand, maybe. <laughs> I try not to swallow quicksand. Pers- <laughs> well, you personally. can. Like I said, you can swallow a lot of things if you try hard enough. This isn't the uh, the swamp of fire. Swallow. I guess I'm just going to go with water. That, my dear friend, is incorrect. Mm. Brandon, what can be swallowed but can also swallow you? Oh, never mind. I think I like I went about this the wrong way. Air. <laughs> Air? Wait, can I have another guess? For funsies, sure, you can have a guess. It's not going to count. But. It's probably got a, it's some like animal, right? Because you can eat an animal, but then an animal could also eat you. Uh, no. Like a whale. What? You can swallow your pride, but your pride can also swallow you. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's never, a tough one. would have never got yeah, that. Yeah, I got that. It's very it's I was more thinking of a, a play, on the, play on the swallow your pride. Thing. I was thinking it was like, you know, a fucking tiger. Like, I could eat a tiger if I wanted to, but it could also eat you get me. a smoothie. What? You could, <laughs> how is he going to swallow? You have to like grind it up, right? It's no, so I'm small. thinking like you, you, just, you, you cook it and you just eat it like a steak. You swallow it. I was just swallowing like bites. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> What's wrong with me it's blending up a tiger to eat? <laughs> All right. Brandon, back to you. Number 95. You got the high numbers if here. If Brandon gets this one, can we end it? <laughs> what kind of band doesn't play music? I'm sorry. Oh, say that again. God. When? What kind of band doesn't play music? I don't know. A fucking rubber band. That is correct. Are you serious? That is <laughs> a dumb, rubber band. Giving Brandon the softballs. Boom. Well, it was number ninety-five. That's why I make them random, so I can't give. Easy I feel ones. like the higher numbers are easier because they're like, oh, let's get the good ones at the beginning, and then by a hundred, they're like, oh, fucking, I don't know, a mirror. Okay. All right, go go to like number ninety eight. Let Eric. 90, well, number ninety six is a good one yeah, too. Whatever, yeah. sure. Right. <laughs> Eric, to catch up and get on uh, the board, what building has the most stories? Okay, that's easy. See, Brandon's throwing his hands in the air. He's gonna steal this right from a, a, a library. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All See? Right. See what I mean? My proves my theory. We're gonna go uh Brandon. Oh, we're still going? We got you got one more. Oh. One more point to win. That was number five. Alright, Brandon, I'll help you on this one. <laughs> they fill me up and you empty me almost every day. If you raise my hand, I work the opposite way. What, what? am I? They fill me up. 
and you empty me almost every day. If you raise my arm, I work the opposite way. They fill me up. Who's they? I want to say a toilet. toilet, Like a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. They fill me up and you empty me almost every day. If you raise my arm, I work the opposite way. It's the mailbox. That is correct. Congratulations, Brandon. Wow. You are riddle, the riddle, riddle master over here. You are the riddle master. That was good. I didn't think you'd get that one. I didn't either, but thank that God good. that's over. You get hey. that to- you left at my toilet answer. I'm like, maybe you gotta rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they're making poop toilet jokes about filling it up with shit. So <laughs> I would. That's a little that'll be, that's those a little be my riddles. Oh, good. Oh, nice. I like to I like to switch it up. I don't like to play the same old games when I get to host. So I no, like to yeah. try and come provocative a little bit, like the Wu Tang Clan. What? So <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. What are we doing next week? Is it Northmen? Mm-hmm. Next week is the Northmen. Okay. Yes, that's the Eggers movie, right? Sure is. Oh man. Oh, yes, man. it's okay. uh, a bunch of Vikings running around doing. Viking stuff, I think. Willem Dafoe getting crazy again. Oh, I can't wait. Is, is he in this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got some part in it. Scars, guards oh, in there. Oh, fuck. Um, an epic historical action thriller. So let's, let's get going one. on that. So if anyone would like to play along, uh, you can jump on um, and watch The Northman with us uh, this week. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. <laughs> the Northman is available to stream on uh, Prime. Uh, it's available for rent on Amazon, Apple TV, all those fun places. So uh, check it out. We'd love to have you with us. Um, Eric, if they want to get a hold of us, why don't you hit us with the socials one last time? Sure. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, at No Man's of Fantasy on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to join our Discord, you can go to the nomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord. If you want to email us with any thoughts, questions, comments, all that good stuff, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. If you want to, you know, visit our website, the nomadsoffantasy.com, you can can also do that. (laughs) Uh, Go guess the video game map at whatmapgame.com. Whatmapgame.com. If you like video games and you like maps, this is the game for you. Um, Mm -hmm. That's all I got. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, leave us a rating, review, all that good stuff. We love you. And as always, safe travels, no pets. through for the last 10 years that any of us are going to support you that any of us are going to give you like dad liked to say a single red dime you're nuts son 
Father, did Harlan tell you he was going to cut you out of the will? Yep. Well, and he's done what none of us were strong enough to do. Maybe this might finally make you grow up. This might be the best thing that could ever happen to you. Thank you. My mother, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this is not going to be easy for you, but it'll be good. Nothing good is ever easy. Up your ass, Joni. You've had your teeth in this family's tit for a long time. Up your ass? Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, oh my God. eat shit. No, no, How's that? Shit. Fact. Do not use that word in front of my son. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. I would slap that smug smile. Definitely eat shit. Eat shit. You can all eat shit.